everyone. Welcome to Melinda Chats. And we are so excited today. Um, this is a little bit different series that I have. And this is um, has to do a lot with my heart because it has to do with my work and, um, and my wonderful staff. And so I am actually going to take a, just a quick second. Um, Sarah Harris is with us right now. And she is incredible and she, I'm going to let her introduce herself in just a second, but um, I have to say that whenever I hire staff members, I always feel so lucky as to what they bring to the table. And even though this venture started out with Sarah and we were like, okay, what are we going to do? Let's do this. Let's do that. And then seeing her grow, like as a clinician and seeing that embracing of just how awesome you are in the chair and it, it doesn't have to look like anything else. So sorry, that's my, that's my prejudice. I have to say first. <laughs> so Sarah, how are you? I am, I am doing good. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. I, I wanted to get for us to get to talk. And I think with some of the things getting to see you in the office more, I was like, oh my goodness, yay, I'm going to take advantage of this and, and get to chit chat with her for a minute on how things are going. And also because I want people, you know, to know that like you're here and you do a great job and these are some things that are your passion and stuff. So um, Melinda Chats, is, it's a lot about journeys, mm-hmm. the podcast, and it's just about human journeys. And so I would, if okay with you and you know more than what you would want to share. And that's totally okay. Cause that's what I do with my stuff too. Right. But like kind of introduce yourself a little bit and, um, and we'll kind of go from there because I want people to know kind of who you are as far as, and what led you into this passion, I guess it's a good way to say that. Absolutely. And that's one of the coolest things about um, being here right now and talking about this, because I think as therapists, sometimes it's hard to imagine that we're human beings, right? Um, Because we're sitting in a chair where the job is to um, be along with people on the journey, not to like direct them or say what they should do, but, you know, to kind of, at least that's, that's how I see it as a therapist. I love walking beside people on a journey and, you know, we kind of, we sit down where we need to, we go where we need to. Um, But in that journey, we figure out why some of those spots look scary or why, why we're hesitant to walk into those places. And um, I think my journey as a therapist, that's, oh, so often that's what it's felt like, Um, you know, because I, I want to hold, I want to, I want to always be humble. And I think that's where, um, you know, that's, that's the space where I get to share with people. And, you know, when we ask people to share their journeys and their stories, because they are so powerful, these memories, um, these experiences, you know, you never know what it's like to stand in somebody's shoes. So whenever they tell their story, you can, you can feel the power coming from it. And um, that's, what's really like sparked me, I guess, as a therapist, I actually started out um, in college. I went to Collin County Community College in McKinney and I thought I was going to be a nurse. Um, really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. So, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm adopted and uh, my dad actually was a lot older. So when I was in my teens, my dad was in his sixties. And so a lot of it was um, 
I wanted to figure out how to help him and take care of him. That's just kind of my personality. But also, I love my dad more than anything. So um, I thought, well, maybe this will just work out because it it helps me help people. And I also, this is very useful knowledge for my life. And part of the nursing program, I had to take a psychology class. And after the very first class, her name was Dr. Francis. And I walked right up to her. I was like, what do you do? And how do I do that? Because this was so much fun. Um, Notice that like on my exams and stuff, like normally I would have to fight to get through, like really chew on something or think about it so hard. And um, it seemed like when I got asked questions about this field, like it just flowed out a little bit more naturally. So I just, again, that fear was there. Um, I was present with that. I was like, well, maybe what if I can't do this? What happens if I can't do this? Um, And then that bigger fear was what happens if I don't try? And so, yeah. I kept, I'm like, okay, one more class. Let's just do one more class. Let's just do one more semester. And then you get to that part, you know, in the bachelor's degree where you're like, okay, well, a lot of my experience has been taken up with this. Maybe that's saying something to me. So um, I started going to Texas Women's University. I did my master's degree. And like, that's where I absolutely fell in love and started getting like fascinated and just wrapped up. Like, Um, I truly like, you know, you think, how do you have this much energy going to sit into a college class after working a full-time job? I worked at Chase as a banker at the time, Mm -hmm. Um, but I truly was just so excited and so ready for what I was about to learn. Um, And so, yeah, I'm I'm so passionate about what we do and it fills me up in a a way that nothing else does. Oh, I know. I could see that from the first interview to all the conversations and you know, and that's kind of that evolution of all therapists. I think whenever, whenever you did cross that over and say, okay, yeah, like, whoa, wait a minute. I can sit in this chair and be present and do this. And I think that's awesome. Okay. So some of the things that led you to that, because you had some really pivotal, like, passion kind of movements that you were like, oh no, this is what I want to do. And this is, you know, what I'm going to, I'm going to do moving forward and stuff. And then like a couple things, I'm going to be honest with everybody listening. And with, if you're watching this, Sarah jumped in with me for couples because we had someone out on maternity leave and I I needed, I needed someone to help me out with couples and stuff. And she jumped in and she did a great job. And, but it's that, it's that, whoa, but am I, but now you've revisited that and the passion is there. So there's a couple different things I know that you're very passionate about. So I want to give you a minute just to talk about like that piece of it, like realizing that and, and what that kind of, how that led to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And you make a, you make a very good point. I guess I kind of want to add to that because there's so much truth. Um, When when you approached me with the idea of helping couples and talking to couples, um, it truly, and I say this to my friends, I say this to my clients. I'm like, even if you're scared, but you know, it's something that might be meant for you. Um, I, you know, I say it to friends, I say it to clients. Um, and that's the hard part. We can say it to everybody else, but what happens when we say it to ourselves? Right. So it was a moment of, I had to do it with my hands shaking. And that's, I think that's truly so many of the things that are meant for us, the spaces that we're meant to walk into. The thing is, it feels better to be confident and to be strong when we walk into something, because then we feel like we deserve to be there or that we've earned it. Right. Mm -hmm. And 
something about being in that space, I realized that wasn't a validity that anybody else could give me. I could get a degree and I could take the classes and I could read the books, but still it didn't feel like I had earned the right to be there. And what's so cool is being in that space. Nobody has to earn it. Nobody has to earn it. We sit there and we heal and it's everybody's on the same level. There's not one person higher. There's not one person, you know what I mean? And so I, I love, because I love, I love, um, and especially with couples, it, there's something about talking about the relationship because so many times um, we find that when we're having a conversation with our partner, right? We're talking about our side of the story, our side of the experience. And it it's so helpful to have that third party in there kind of talking about what that middle looks like. And it's valid though. It's valid. We need space to talk about our side of it, you know, what it was like through our eyes. Again, nobody will ever stand in your shoes. And so it's, it's important to um, say what it was like for you and what it felt like for you. But the part I love is kind of being able to highlight and shine a spotlight on that middle part, the relationship, how it's affecting the relationship. Um, And again, sometimes what we say is not what the other person hears. And so kind of getting that refracted back to you going like, Hey, hold on. Is there another way that this could be said, or what would happen if we said it differently? It's not that you're wrong. And it's not that you did anything wrong. I mean, we, this might actually be working, but what happened, what would happen if we did something different? Yeah. That's one of the things that I do feel like is so powerful with couples whenever I work with them. And it it is so, you know what, I hadn't really heard you kind of elaborate on this yet. And now it's just like everything that I thought that I was feeling. um, And, and also, you know, I so appreciated you jumping in and just, you know, like, here we go. Okay. And I so appreciated that, but I never realized like the, the beautiful story behind it because that's how we all are. And so sometimes walking into those places opens up things that you never even dreamed that you are like, wait a minute, I know how to do this. Like I, I can help people with this. And I never thought that I could because that value, you know, working with couples, you have to be grounded and you have to say this this is not about me. Yeah. And there's voices in the room. And so, no, I think, I think you said that in a very neat way, a very expressive way. And it showed your, it does show your passion with it. Thank Um, you. I appreciate that. And so much of that, um, I will take accountability for walking through the door, even though my hands were shaking and sitting down in the chair and doing the work that I do, but I really want to take a moment to say that you, you opened that door. And it's so, that's why it's so important to have a good supervisor, you know, like, um, I've just, I've just been so blessed with that truly. Um, because that's the thing. Sometimes we don't know how to open a door because sometimes I think we're, we're truly, and it comes from a place of humility. We're truly afraid that we cannot do something or not do it correctly. And, you know, so much of that journey and that process was hearing you talk about couples and how passionate you were about it and what you understood in that. So, um, you know, I feel like every time we talk about it, it's like you're pulling out the Windex and like cleaning off the window for me just a little bit, because every time we talk about it, it helps me see it a little bit clearer. That's the value of having different perspectives. We, as much as we know, we don't know everything. And it's, and especially when you're talking about a relationship between two people, it can get viewed so differently. 
and it's it's not that any one person is wrong, but there's so much value. And so thank you so much as as my supervisor for opening that door for me and and helping me walk through it. Well, do you know one? You are a clinician that can do this, right? And I knew that or I wouldn't have even asked because couples are very unique. But the way that you described it, I never had heard you describe it like that. But I said no to couples for years. And I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. and whenever I did this um, kind of movement into, I really, our clientele needed, and I'm systems, so I'm Bowenian, so it shouldn't, <laughs> but it's that fear. It's that, oh, wait a minute. But if, if I don't do perfect things, then how am I going to bring, right? Right. And so, but then the fact is, is that, but conceptually these things do work and we know that that we're human too. And so, yes, we make mistakes. However, that doesn't have anything. We're not supposed to be perfect. Yeah. And so the, the things that we bring to the room is really valuable. And that's where you, I I do think have shined with that and not because it's perfect. Like I love that. I love that whenever you work with your LGBT couples, or you work with your heteronormative couple, there's, there's no difference. Yeah. I mean, there's as far as like your dedication and empowerment and drive and those kind of things. Um, and that's something that I do see from the, from the outside. And, and it is so valuable because instead of being intimidated by, you know, like, okay, wait, what are the, you look for the commonalities and the, where, where do I meet my clients? What, where we're at. Yeah. And so I don't know if you know that you did that, but <laughs> Yeah, I, I, maybe, I think, I guess maybe I, I see it, but kind of same thing that you said earlier, I see it just a little bit differently because the whole thing is like, we're, we're all human beings. So, um, craving physical affection and needing words of affirmation, that's not just a girl thing, right. Or wanting to feel strong and wanting to feel control in the relationship, power, feeling empowered in the relationship. That's not just a guy thing. So it's like, we have to take that stuff out of the box and just put it all on the floor. Like it doesn't belong to one gender or the other. And so what this need, because they're all valid needs. What's the need? How is it being met? Is it not being met at all? And if, if we're really here to figure out how to meet our partner's needs, it's how we're going to have to set our ego aside a little bit. And how do we do that without feeling totally disarmed or like, like what, you know, what we have isn't valuable. Ooh, ooh, that could be a whole nother conversation, girl. You just hit on that one. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, that's awesome. Okay. So what I do want to make sure that I get into though, because yes. And like, that just made me think I'm like, okay, yeah, the next one, we're going to have to hit on some other stuff. I also want, cause your passion is, you know, this has grown and it was a uniqueness. Okay. But also like you've fallen in love with incorporating yoga. You've fallen in love. Oh my God, my clients in the gender community, like you have just walked with them and, and that is hard and not been presumptuous, you know, as cisgendered people allowing them to have their space to not be so presumptuous that, you know, we know, and you do that in your room, you know, and I think that's an important thing because it is a journey that I have not done. It's one that I have lots of knowledge on and lots of education about, but at the end of the day, I am cisgendered. And so, and I think you bring that integrity and respect into your room too. 
Thank you. I, I appreciate you saying, and I, I hope that I do. That's always my intention because what I, what I realize, especially with um, my clients that are processing trauma and either identify as um, either, you know, LGBT um, and there's so much within that. I say LGBT, um, but I could just talk at length because there's so much there for my clients. What I'm noticing, my clients that are on the gender spectrum, it's so many of their experiences. It's like, and I think for all of us, we can probably identify with this where it's fragmented. We allow parts of ourselves to be seen and parts of ourselves to shine. We allow parts of ourselves to receive validation or credit or, you know, and the thing is, it's the parts that we feel that are going to be accepted by the world. And what's so cool is the further we walk into this journey, the question of what if I let my whole self be seen is, you know, it gets a little bit clearer and a little bit clearer. The thing, and it, it, it's not like um, when we arrive to these things that it's not, that it's entirely um, a secure feeling, right? Because I don't, I don't think that that is for anybody. Um, no matter what we have withheld from the world, because we were scared that we were going to be judged. That's such a normal feeling, but it's also how do we get these needs met if we don't let these parts of ourselves breathe and these parts of ourselves shine? And that's honestly, that's been what's so cool about breath work with clients because we, if you're sitting up straight and you're listening to this with your eyes open right now, we allow ourselves to breathe all day long. We breathe. I'm talking right now, me and Melinda, we're breathing. But how often do we really let ourselves fill up with air and push it out? There's power. There's power in what your body can do, what you allow to come out of yourself, what you allow into yourself. And we're moving so fast through our days and we're just trying to get through it, man. It's what would happen if we sat still and really let ourselves experience that. As far as that goes, I think that you putting this passion that you have figured out, you know, into you know, sessions and with clients and working with them on just being present with exactly who they are and just breathing in, you know, um, even one of the main things is like breathing in and, and acknowledging, you know, the body sometimes incongruent, you know, sometimes congruent, sometimes, you know, you're moving down that journey or sometimes you're just hurting you know, um, like say, for instance, on the other side of that, you're right. Like trauma, if, it, if it's something there, you know, um, I just think it's beautiful to incorporate teaching them how to just be present in their body. And that's yeah. something that I do. I, I think that you should really cultivate because you do have a lot of passion around that too. And I'm excited. I'm very excited because, um, the mind and the body are so connected. And the hard part about trauma is I feel like we, we might dissociate because again, it's like a memory will come up. And it's, it's I think it's very true that um, it, it, a lot of times it comes as, up as a reaction and not necessarily a memory. And so we notice that like, we might hear a sound or we might be in a place and our muscles are tight. And that that's where the shame comes in because our brain might be telling us, why are you feeling this? You shouldn't be feeling this. You should be normal right now. Right. And it's so easy to invalidate ourselves because a lot of times that's what gets echoed by the people around us, maybe intentionally, unintentionally. And 
if we're not, if we're not careful to pause on that and say, no, hold on. If I'm hurting right now, if I'm tight, if I'm whatever I am, that's okay. That deserves space. It it deserves time to be talked about. Um, And that's a hard part about trauma too. It's hard to, it's hard to unpack. It's hard to talk about. It's there, but you know, how do we start to process it? What happens when we start letting it out and talking about it? What happens when we really start breathing this out? Because that's the thing we start feeling it. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And, you know, kind of voicing back to gender, one of the things that I found over the years that I've done this is that, um, and, you know, at the beginning, I was like, wow, if someone used the wrong pronoun with me every single day in every single conversation, and I'm like, that's trauma in itself, you know, because now it's, you don't want to talk. You do want to be online because those people respect pronouns and you don't even know if you have a right to say this, but then it also becomes like, whenever you get kind of numb to, I don't, I doesn't, you know, I've heard people say it doesn't even, you know, it's fine. It's fine. I don't care if somebody uses it. And I'm like, no, let's, let's walk this back because I think at some point, it wasn't okay. And that's where we need to kind of go. To. So it just kind of, I, that's really what it made me think of whenever you were talking about that. That's why. So these kind of combinations like the yoga and the, um, and the couples and these, the gender that like, maybe you didn't see yourself going into practice and saying, Oh, wow, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. But like your abilities as a clinician, has brought something so like open and vulnerable. And so that's why I kind of, those were some of the things that I wanted us to get to talk about because I feel like they have been really intertwined in your practice and it's awesome. Yeah. You know? thank you. I really appreciate you saying that um, as a dog. <laughs> I, <laughs> I do labs too. So I'm yay. I'm- you know what? Most people usually see my lab. She's just not there right now. <laughs> Fisher. <laughs> um, but you know, it's there and there's so much empowerment. And the thing is, it's like, I think I in terms of, of gender, like, so pronouns, name, what we look like, who we are, what we dress like, whether or not we wear makeup, you know, there's so many different things. And I, 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 it leaves me wondering so many times if we we are who we are, but we crawl into these boxes because we want to make everybody else comfortable. I'll feel what I feel because if I felt everything that I needed to feel, it would make you uncomfortable. Right. So that's where we stop. And that's what I love about therapy because it's like, there's no box, there's no tape, there's no limit, feel everything that you need to feel and don't be afraid of it because that's the thing too. The world tells us like anger is one of those things like don't get angry don't feel anger I think um I wonder if if women even hear that message a little bit louder and the thing is anger is not a bad emotion in and of itself we need we need it because when it gets stunted it turns into like resentment it turns into like you know I think sometimes it turns inward and we start to feel that shame and so it's if we don't let that out and let it breathe and just let ourselves be who we need to be. It's so dangerous because then we're not, we're dimming our light. We're dimming our power. We're not sharing all of that with the world. And the thing is nine times out of 10, who the world will benefit from who you are. Word. See, 
And for anybody who's with us, let me tell you, this is why she's such a firecracker because she um, she does bring a lot of passion to the table. And I think that that is well said. I don't think we could have closed on anything better because that kind of sums it up. And and as growth happens and as things, I, I like that you're constantly welcoming new information and constantly present with, okay, there's there's so much stuff out there, you know, and, and that's the same thing for me. Like I'm still constantly, and I, I think that's awesome about our clinicians that we have at the practice. I do like that a lot. I adore that about you. Huh? Thank you for modeling it for us. Well, thank you. (laughs) Um, But this is so, okay. So for everybody, I'm going to be sure to put in the bio, um, Sarah's information. Um, she has an Instagram, she has, um, her website. And so we'll put all that in case you, you want to get in touch with her. If you have a question that you would would like to ask her or anything, and we'll put that in there. Also, we want to thank you, Sarah, for coming. I very much appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. And for everybody out there that's listening, Fisher's down here now, for everybody out there that's listening or um, are watching on YouTube, we just want to thank you so much for joining us. And, And I want you to know that this is a great day to start being kind and present with yourself. Best. See you next time. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Melinda here with Melinda Chats. This is a reminder that this is not a therapy session, nor is it a replacement for your personal relationship with your therapist. If anything that we discuss here brings something to the surface that you feel like you need to talk about, please reach out to your therapist. Or if you want to reach out to me, you can find me at mcpcounseling.com and I'll be more than happy to help. That leads me to thank you wonderful humans for being here with us for this chat. We look forward to seeing you for the next episode on Melinda Chats. Please remember, be kind and present with yourself.